0: Evening, ladies and gentlemen and welcome to j house radio this is los using his dj voice yes i'm using my professional voice and as always <laughs> my co-host and my buddy kj can we get a round of applause
1: oh there we go there we go i love the enthusiasm starting off the show today i really appreciate it man hey <laughs> you know
0: what man i i've um, i've needed to do the show for a while i got a bunch of stuff i want to talk about you know, some political, some not political, some stupid, some good. And a, as always, a whole bunch of stupid jokes. All
1: right. So, uh, how's it going, everybody? Once again, like Los said, hopefully everybody's doing good. Um, Los, I'm going to let you start off with your PWL. How are you doing? What's going on? What you're playing, what you're watching, what you're listening to? How's life? Anything new? Uh,
0: PWL, playing, I'm still playing God of War. I'm not really, I don't really have a chance to, to grab anything new. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's, you know i will soon because school's out and i work at a school so i'll have a little more free time and stuff so i'm looking forward to to just digging through a couple of games but i still gotta finish god of war i gotta make time to play games which sucks adulthood sucks <laughs> um uh what i'm watching i'm watching a bunch of different things um it's mostly all on youtube uh, right now, I'm watching uh, a whole bunch of science fiction short films on a channel called Dust, D-U-S-T, uh, yeah. and it literally is all these up-and-coming um, sci-fi filmmakers, and it's them doing their thing and like doing these little, really, really, really interesting sci-fi shorts. Um, it's everything from um, aliens escaping other uh, robots who are wiping them out to um, uh um uh, like demons capturing humans and saying okay you're going to represent the whole entire world whether we wipe you out or not sorry an alien capturing a human and said you're going to defend the human race in court to see if we're going to wipe out your whole species to uh, a woman who made a clone of herself so um uh, the clone can do the family duties so she can go out and go to the gym and this that, and the other thing and the film is great cuz it ends with her looking into her own window yeah. And her clone is having the best time ever with her family. And she's outside in the rain alone. And oh, wow. It just sort of goes, yeah, it sort of just goes to show you like, you know, yeah, you might want to do your thing, but really, really think about what's important to you. Um, so Dust, I'm watching Dust, the channel Dust on YouTube. Uh, what I'm listening to, again, I'm kind of listening to a little bit of everything. Um, I've had a DJ, a lot of mainstream parties. So, you know, it's it's listening to all that fucking crappy hip hop and you know, (laughs) um uh and all that that weird mixture of pop music, what it is. Um this uh this week I started listening back to Afro House so I can uh start downloading a whole bunch of songs and start getting a playlist together because I'm thinking of starting um uh a live stream on Facebook or Instagram. Haven't decided yet of just me DJing for half an hour. You know Wow that actually Uh,
1: be a pretty cool idea actually. Uh,
0: my first session is going to be uh, 90s uh, reggae, you know, like rich girl. Good choice. Uh, things like that, you know, uh, just stuff that people, you know, still love that still hits in the club, believe it or not. Yeah. You know, freaks, you know, all that other stuff. <laughs> well,
1: wow, that sounds pretty good, actually.
0: You know, I, I like to hear shabba every <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> hey, who doesn't, right? Yo man. Like here's the thing. Like, I love his music. I barely understand him. And I and listening to him in interviews, he speaks clearer, but he's still like, yo, that's hardcore Jamaican. Like, wow. Really?
1: He speaks clearer during the interviews. That's great.
0: Clearer. If wow. you're not used to listening to Jamaicans, you're gonna be like, is that English? <laughs> you know, I have uh, a lot of had a lot of friends from Barbados and stuff when I was younger, knew a couple Jamaicans, yeah, you know. And uh, you learn like their weird vernacular, like instead of what's wrong with her, what's wrong with she and things like that. That's kind of what I'm listening to. Um, More Afro house than anything else. Um, Just trying to get back into my my house roots, because really, really more than anything else. I'm a house DJ, you know, uh, Afro house. um, I don't like Electro house. It's more like Euro trash, Um, progressive house. (laughs) Euro trash. Yo, dude, like, listen to me, man. Like, Electro House is kind of like like, um, think of Skrillex and things like that. You're just like,
1: uh... Oh, you don't like Skrillex? No, nah, I don't like Skrillex. Skrillex yeah, is Skrillex, all right.
0: Bro, he's, he's all right. Like, like, this is how bad Electro House has died. Like, Skrillex is DJing hip-hop, and, and he's doing open-format DJing in a lot of places. Think about that. Mr. Half-Shaved Head, you know uh mr i did a song with the doors which just sounds like crap he did a song with the doors believe it or not really before yeah before Raymond zarek died um i might have to was, go check
1: that out that sounds oh my god
0: it was crappy
1: really it could not have it been that crappy. bad it was that bad
0: bro if you like skrillex you like it but i don't like skrillex <laughs> Like, look at me wrong, like, yo, more power to you and all the success you've gotten and everything else and blah, 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 blah. I'm a little jealous of the success. I'll admit it. I'm a man. Um, <laughs> But at the same token, I just don't, I don't like his music. Maybe, maybe I'm too old to like his music, you yeah. know, or, or maybe it's just a simple fact that I like House That Moves Me, you know, like, because I don't do drugs, maybe that's why I don't <laughs> like his music. I don't because know. Because I don't
1: do drugs. <laughs>
0: Yo, have you seen the videos of, of his crowd? I mean, those there's nothing but dilated pupils throughout the whole
1: crowd. <laughs> I mean, some of his music is okay. I'm not going to say that all of his music is off the charts. I like some of his music. Um, I think when it comes to house or like dance or anything like that, I would definitely have to say that Dead Mouse is like my choice. Like Dead oh, Mouse hell is awesome. No, bro, you got to listen to Oscar G. Wait, wait. First off, you don't like Dead Mouse. He's all right. Oh, my God. He's all right. <laughs> He's all right. Everybody's all right to lose. He's all right.
0: Yo, Chus and Ceballos are way better than Dead Mouse. OK, not that Dead Mouse is bad. It's just that he goes into these lulls in his sets that just kind of like, OK, why is this one particular part a little boring? You know, um, <laughs> as a DJ, it's hard to keep up that energy 100 yeah. percent. You should never be boring. And I think Dead Mouse kind of has a little bit of uh, boringness to him. I'm telling you, bro, check out Oscar G. I will send you a link after the show so you can check out uh, his different shows. He does a show once a month. That's it. Oh, really? OK. Absolutely worth it. Uh, and truth and Ceballos, they're always good. Um, and again, sometimes they get a little boring depending on what country they're in, because if they do a show in Spain, mm-hmm. uh, their shows have a tendency to be not as exciting. But when he does a show in Germany or in the United States, there's a lot more energy to it. I guess, Germany and the U.S. have a uh, a need for more exciting house music.
1: All right. So my PWL for this week, Um, I'm playing a lot of Overwatch right now. I don't know why. I took a little bit of a break from it, but now I'm kind of getting back into Overwatch. It's a first-person shooter on PlayStation, Xbox, PC. It's pretty fun. It's like a hero shooter, basically. Um, you should try it out. And yeah, I freaking love Overwatch. Almost anybody who knows me knows that I love Overwatch. When I'm watching, no, I just got finished watching Sajam, and honestly, it was pretty good, I'm not going to lie. I was a little skeptical coming into the film, only because, you know, a lot of the DC movies have not been great, except for um, Wonder Woman. Uh, It was good. It had a lot of great, you know, like, moments of just, like, laughter, it had a lot of great action scenes, um... I think on a scale of like one to ten, ten being the highest, I'd like give it a seven and a half. It was pretty good.
0: I loved it. Uh, I I honestly give it a nine. I don't know why you give it a seven and a half.
1: I'm surprised you loved it. Wow. Because you're very freaking picky when it comes to films.
0: I know you. You're very uh, here's picky. the thing: Zachary Levi, the guy who actually plays Shazam, Billy Batson. Yeah. Um, he was the perfect person because He still has this little kid quality to him uh, and it shows through like he like he did Chuck uh, on NBC. I don't know if you ever saw that series.
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah.
0: He was amazing in Chuck and and he literally um, like all the interviews I see with him and stuff like that. He literally is a guy I think I would sit down. And like laugh with and joke with. Like if he was in this podcast, he'd be the first one to be talking about comics and movies and this, that, and the other thing and blah, blah, blah. So, um, he just seems more like someone that we would want to get to know. So Zachary Levi did an amazing job. The pacing of the film was really good. The actor that played the bad guy, not that I don't like him,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but, uh, even still, I thought he, he did a, he did a good job of being that almost over the top, um, bad guy. Loved it. Um, I I thought it was a great movie. It was perfect.
1: I I think my only downfall... Well, it wasn't really a downfall. But my only little nitpick, which is very little, was I felt like when he was Shazam compared to when he was a kid. I felt like he was more of a kid when he was an adult compared to when he was a kid, if that makes sense. And I understand he's a little excited for the fact that he's an adult. But I felt like there was... I felt like they overplayed the kid part when he was Shazam compared to when he was a kid. It's a very, it's it's, it's a very small nitpick, very small nitpick, nothing serious, but I I just kind of wish that it was kind of reversed a little bit. I mean, yeah, have him be a kid when he's Shazam, but I just felt like he was over the top of being a kid when he was Shazam. Just a little bit. Okay.
0: Here's what you have to look at when you're a kid, especially, um, preteens or early teens, you try so hard to be an adult. I wanna be looked at as a grown-up, But when you're finally grown up, all those little walls fall down and you really show your true colors. Like I work at a school and so many of these kids try to be grown up, but as soon as I talk to them and start joking around with them, that little kid comes out. And so that to me make perfect sense is when you're an adult, you got to let go because people automatically see you as an adult. But as a kid, you want people to see you as an adult. Yeah. So I thought it was perfect. I thought it was perfectly played.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, it was it was a good film, like I said. And I kind of want to talk about a certain part, but I think it's going to be spoiler territory. So I don't dude. the movies. Know the I, movies should go. I
0: think it's coming out on DVD already. If you haven't watched it, shame on you. Spoiler, spoiler. There's nothing to spoil. The movies,
1: the movies what <laughs> three months old, four months old. All right. So, guys, if you, if, I, if I spoil it for you, don't get mad because I warned you. But I love the scene at the end. His foster family became a superhero with him. And honestly, I knew about that in the comics. It it surprised me because I did not think they were going to squeeze that into the film. And when they did that, I was like, wow, that was freaking awesome. And it was a really good film. Really good film. Um, I'm just hoping that a lot of the DC films start picking up from here, from where that left off. And, you know, Wonder Woman, of course.
0: My favorite part of them all turning into the Shazam family was when the youngest girl sees Santa and goes, Santa, I was really <laughs> good this year. I swear.
1: <laughs> Yo, oh, I, I love that part. Honestly, I love making Good. She's like my wife. She just doesn't know it yet. And to see Yo, her in that film. She's
0: hot, bro. She's that is, hot. Oh my we fighting God, for that man. one.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, man. We definitely got to fight for that one. Um, but no, it, it was a great film. Great film. Overall, like I said, I give it a seven out of 10
0: my thing i
1: love i love most about it
0: is it really showed off philadelphia like oh yeah um, like i like i'm you know i lived in philly for a long time so for me seeing philadelphia was like seeing home you know (laughs) um seeing the scepter trains you know seeing all these buildings that i recognize seeing neighborhoods that i recognize and even the ones that didn't quite match had the right tone and the right look because i don't know if they shot the whole thing in philly or not but um i thought it was perfect absolutely perfect i was like yeah this is philly and the attitudes of the people were right and everything else like i was like yeah this this makes sense this is philly even so much as the accent and certain characters was just spot on spot on with that philly accent
1: now how do you feel about these shots they took at well not the shots but the little segments that they kept referencing like batman and superman like I thought that was pretty cool how they kind of threw that in there. It kind of gave me hope that maybe for future, you know, films, they might actually throw Batman in the Shazam movies, maybe because they were talking about him so much. They had his little, his, uh, what is it like the Bataram? They were talking about Superman all the time. So it kind of gave me a little hint that there may be some Superman, Batman action in the next films.
0: Maybe. this is how I look at it. is It's all set in the same universe, so they yeah. should mention it because all the events that happened in the previous movies did happen in in Shazam. Just we weren't there for it. You know, Billy Batson wasn't there for it. yeah, um, I do love the ending where Shazam, where Superman shows up at the at the lunch table <laughs> classic exactly scene. It's a classic um, scene, but for me, I think Shazam's gonna show up first in a Superman film because they're pretty much the same power set, yeah, you know. Basically, so it, it makes sense that they would they would be together. And the simple fact that um, Superman is a Boy Scout and Billy uh, and Shazam is a kid really makes sense yeah. that they would show up together. Like he, he wouldn't pair well with Aquaman. Aquaman would want to choke him because he's, he's too much having fun. Oh, yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Uh, <laughs> he, he would want to flirt with Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman would be like, oh, please, you know, <laughs> him and Batman, they wouldn't get along. You know, um, Hell no. Batman would respect him and like him, but he like he's annoying. He'd probably hang out with Robin, you know, Um uh, him in the flash, I think, would be his dad. Oh, that, you know
1: what? That would be an amazing movie. Hands down. That would be an amazing movie. Get Shazam and Flash in a movie ASAP. Make it happen. I want to see a DC. Yeah.
0: And I think <laughs> Cyborg would be interesting with Shazam because cyborg has these moments of being very dry and then moments of being very human and being very funny yeah so i would like to see the three like shazam flash and cyborg in a movie together where uh cyborg is serious through a lot of it but every once in a while he cracks a joke what made that makes the other two laugh or look at each other like did
1: he just say something funny? (laughs) i think that would be wonderful yeah his very dry sense of humor (laughs) yeah Now, what I'm listening to, Little Nas X new album, Seven, came out not too long ago, and it was a pretty decent album. I think it's uh, only like maybe seven songs on there, maybe, I believe, something like that. I think that's why he called it seven. Um, That's logical sense. Let me see. Actually, no, one, two, yeah. Yeah, seven songs on there. Um, It was a pretty good album. Uh, he had a little bit of mixture of everything. It it was hip hop, he had a little bit of country twang in there and things like that. Um nothing really to spend too much time on, but it was a pretty decent album. Honestly, um on my scale of 1 to 10, I would give it a I probably give it a 7 or 8. I haven't listened to
0: it yet. I mean, the DJ guys are going to demand that I listen to it because eventually it's going to be another track on there that's worth playing. Uh, but I haven't listened to it yet. I'm kind of holding off on him because that Old Town Road has really just uh
1: it overstayed his welcome a little bit. <laughs> oh, it's,
0: oh, God. And these little kids love it, man. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. I, de- <laughs> I teach at an end-of-the-year party um, for, um, for a fifth grade. And dear Lord, I played that song, and they were bouncing up and down. But the song's so short, I literally played it twice.
1: Yeah, it is. It, there's actually two versions of that song on the album. There's just the regular version with just his verse. And then the uh, other version with just his verse and uh, and, and uh, what's the name on it? So it's a pretty Billy short Ray. song. Yeah, uh, Billy Ray. So it's a pretty short song, but it, it's catchy. Like, that's the thing. Like, I didn't like that song when I first heard it, but it, it's so freaking catchy, man. Like, you can't help but to like it, kind of. I actually know I lied. There's eight songs on the, on the album. I'm sorry. Eight songs.
0: Um, including the two versions, you mean? Yeah. So technically there's seven, just two versions of one song. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, what what I did like during the party, I went from that, and I literally mixed in, which I know is not very hip hop, but I'm a house DJ, so <laughs> I mixed in Cardi B money, and man, that just sh- shot the kids through the roof. So like, it's a good setup song. Yeah, but I'm I'm hoping the don da- the song kind of dies out around August. Oh, it, will. it really isn't still popular around. Si- no, dude, it's, you'd be surprised, man some of these songs hold on and others like oh my god some of the songs hold on really you're just like jesus <laughs> christ why is it still there
1: honestly i i think at this point i'm kind of over the song a little bit i was kind of hyped about it for like a week maybe a week and a half and then after that i'm like all right i'm i'm done <laughs> I'm no, ready to move like,
0: on. like there's two songs that held that overstayed their welcome panda you remember that song? Panda, Panda, oh, Panda, my Panda. God. Panda went on for like a thumb. year. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and that black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. That oh, song's on way too long.
1: Black and yellow was popular for like a long time. I think it literally went on for more than a year. Like it was everywhere. I, I, I think it was even playing in the Super Bowl. When, when the Steelers went to the Super Bowl, they had it playing. Yeah. Like it was playing for a long time
0: it was crazy but one song that is so overstated it's welcome because white people won't let it go is the damn Percolator song it's time for the Percolator it's time for the Percolator actually, Yo, every I haven't time, heard that in a while
1: <laughs> oh my
0: god every time I DJ a corporate party or a very 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 gringo party anglo party yeah, pre like, Percolator I'm like oh
1: I haven't heard that at a cookout in a while because, I haven't heard that because in a you while <laughs> deal with people who, who actually like cook better
0: music But you know, like, you know, not for none, but the cookouts that we go to, you know, it's you know, nobody's playing, you know, country music and no one's playing um, you know, Katy Perry. (laughs) You know what I'm trying
1: to say? Hey, there's nothing wrong with some Katy Perry in your life once in a while, man. Did you hear what happened to her? No, what happened? Let me
0: pull up the article. Um, somebody bought her old entire back catalog. What? Yes, I just saw it on Apple News.
1: I didn't know you could do that when a person's still alive. <laughs> yeah, you could. Wow. So what does that mean for her back catalog now? Like now they get some of that money or. Uh,
0: sorry, it's Taylor Swift's catalog. Hold on. Let, let me pull it up on Apple News. Um, so what it basically means is that she doesn't own her music anymore and that she might have to literally pay someone to perform her music. What? Yeah.
1: I did, I, I did not know that was possible to do that when somebody was alive i know that you could do that when somebody passes no no michael jackson <sighs> bought all the beatles back catalog but that see that i think that's why a lot of artists go into like like they try to get their own labels and their own like you, you know like record companies and stuff like that because it, it sucks like to be an artist to make your music do your thing for so many years and then just have somebody come in and just buy it from you like that just doesn't this make is, any sense man
0: this is why you have to own your publishing
1: yeah if you don't
0: own it you're gonna get screwed
1: that sucks man all that freaking hard work and now somebody else can tell you when when and when not to when and when not to perform your own song like come on yep. that's ridiculous
0: you'd have to pay for it <laughs> or if she wants to do a remix and stuff of her own song she's got to pay somebody for it
1: that that sucks all that I would just say you know what keep it I'm just going to get my own publishing rights from any any future songs and just call it a day because there's no way there's no way you have so, to understand
0: for the longest amount of time um, people did not have the rights to their own music belongs to the record company
1: yeah nowadays almost every artist has their own record label they have their own publishing like almost every artist now is getting into doing that more than what they used to do back in the day so you know all right so i'm gonna throw in um while you're looking up the extra information i'm gonna throw in my random fact of the day or the week or whatever time it is that you're reading this or listening to this uh my random fact is and i'm getting this from facts from factsd.com, just so you guys know uh having a bridesmaid in a wedding wasn't originally for moral support they were intended to confuse evil spirits or those who wish to harm the bride. I thought that was really interesting because at first I thought it was just hey, you want to have somebody there just to show you some support, but knowing that, that's kind of weird. You know, I'm, I'm guessing it's like a spiritual thing. Obviously, um,
0: well, the best man used to be there to defend um, the couple if um, if someone came to attack them. Really? Yeah, because the official title is best swordsman.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I know that. that.
0: Yeah, but my random fact is the bananas that we love to eat are born impotent. They don't have any seeds. So to plant a new, to create a new banana plant, you have to cut off a piece of an existing banana plant and plant it. So it creates a new one. So essentially, we're all eating the same from the same tree, all those bananas. Wow. Essentially, all the bananas we eat come from one tree that have just been Cut off and duplicated. That's like saying if someone cuts off your fingernail and then they create they grew a new they grow a new you.
1: Technically that's still me. Technically.
0: Right. Technically, Athlete. it's still you.
1: Wow, that's interesting. I never knew that.
0: <laughs> yeah. It is Taylor Swift.
1: Oh, Taylor Swift? Okay.
0: Yeah. Taylor Swift um slams Scooter Brahm for purchasing her album catalog.
1: Man. And but there's nothing she could do about it now. I mean, he purchased it; he got it. Like she can't. She really could try do it. to she could try to buy it
0: back. Is the only thing she can do.
1: Now, you know what the problem
0: with a lot of artists are today is
1: they don't not
0: know anything about how the music industry works. So they do this stupid thing of yeah, I'll just mail it to myself. The poor man's copyright; it doesn't hold up in court. You have to People actually still copyright. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> that People is so need cool. to either copyright each individual song or they need to um, record a whole album and then do the whole copyright as a collection of music. Yeah. Um, and it's not that hard, dude. Like you can literally just do it all online, Library libraryofloc.gov and just look it up and, and you'll find all the information for yourself. But people don't do it. People are really stupid, man. Like um, when I went to the Art Institute of Philadelphia and I learned about all this stuff, mm-hmm dear lord man the shady shit that was going on had me in shock hound dog is my perfect example okay when you think of hound dog what artist do you think of most people think elvis right well that's not elvis's song the song was written by big mama thornton and she's a blues artist if you hear her version you're like 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 you listen to them side by side and you're like yo elvis really made a shitty version you know if you love music you you know what i'm talking about if you listen to her version you're like damn you
1: ain't nothing but a house
0: so soulful man her version uh but yeah all the early 50s artists they got famous off all these old blues black blues artists they yeah. stole the music and you know that's what started the ball rolling on um stealing music and things like that and record companies became smarter and smarter and they own all this music but they didn't create a goddamn thing
1: all right guys so we're gonna jump into our news section right about now Our first news topic is going to be uh Henry Cavill Mr. Superman is going to be putting away the cape well he's already putting putting away the cape for good supposedly
0: No well we still don't know We still don't, we still know? don't know We still don't know Like that that like it's 80% sure he's putting away the cape but there's a 20% chance that that he will be Superman again
1: I hope I so kinda, I kind of I really kind of hope he'll
0: so. be Superman again I did like I did like his performance
1: Yeah he did pretty good so I hope he does come back. But um, for right now, uh, he's jumping into being the next Sherlock Holmes. That's the uh, word right about now. I mean, he's kind of doing everything right now. He's playing Sherlock Holmes. He's going to be doing The Witcher on uh, on Netflix, I believe it is. He's like all over the place right now. But his next adaptation is going to be Sherlock Holmes. Um, I think he'll fit that role. I think he has the face for it body wise. I'm not. Sh- I mean, I think he's going to be too big. It might. It, it yes. might look a little weird.
0: He is physically uh, too big to be Sherlock Holmes, but he is so British that he will fit the role perfectly with how British he is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, me personally, I don't know who's asking for another Sherlock Holmes film because I feel like we've had a lot of them, you know, like Robert Downey Jr. did like what? Two, three of them recently. Uh,
0: Two. Now you think he's doing a third one
1: oh really i i I don't know i i just i think we had enough of kind of you know the whole sherlock holmes thing in my
0: opinion no no sherlock holmes is one of those characters that are just you know eternal um how many books have been written about sherlock holmes you know how many books you know how many sherlock holmes stories have continued after sir arthur Crowland doyle passed away you know i mean like it's just one of these characters that people love oh but one last thing about henry cavill before we move on um the One of the reasons why I think he'll be a really good Sherlock Holmes personality-wise and how British he is, is because if you saw him in the movie called The Man from Uncle, oh man, he was so British in that. and It was just like fucking... Perf- oh, dude, it is such a good movie. You have to watch Man from Uncle. The TV show was cool. I saw reruns. But um, the movie's awesome. I wish there was a part two. That's how good the movie is.
1: All right. We're going to jump into our next news topic. And... Our boy Hawkeye from Avengers Endgame, Jeremy Renner, uh, is jumping back into his music career. He just released a new song, Heaven Don't Have a Name. Uh, I personally didn't know he was doing music. I didn't really follow him too much, Um, but it's actually a pretty damn good song.
0: I've heard his music before, um, and when you hear his voice, you can't believe it's coming out of the same person. You expect a different voice. Uh, but he's not bad he's not a bad musician you know who's also a musician that that a lot of people don't know he's a musician um uh lieutenant dan remember who lieutenant dan from forrest
1: gump what he's a wow i did not know he's a musician yeah holy crap but there's so many actors out here who are just diving into music man that i just like when you hear them and you're like wow like i did not know that you had that voice in you it's crazy and like a lot of them were actually really talented.
0: Gary Sinise, that's the name of Lieutenant Dan. He he has a band. I believe it's called the Lieutenant Dan Band. I'm almost positive that's what it's called. That's cool.
1: But yeah, I mean, uh, I might actually check out some more of his music. I mean, just hearing that song kind of intrigued me a little bit. So I might go on iTunes and try to see if I can download his album or just download whatever he might have on there. Just check it out.
0: Oh, you know who else is a musician who's really good? Um, the guy who plays, um, oh God, what's his name? Um, Carlos, damn it. I am DB flash. Um, the guy who plays, uh, Cisco
1: Cisco from what show
0: on, on the flash TV series. He's an artist.
1: Get Yo, the hell he's out of
0: here. Good. Carlos Valdez. What the hell does he do? Uh, he's a great musician. Absolutely. Yo, he's a singer. Stop um,
1: playing. Yo. I'm looking that up right uh, now.
0: His musician name is Thalos. T-H-A-L-O-S. Uh, the song is called Open Your Eyes. When you hear him sing, you're like, God damn.
1: There are times when you need someone. I will be by your side. I take my chances before they pass. Pass me by
0: Oh darling. See, see, for me more, um, I liked him on the show for several reasons. One, he's Colombian, right? Uh, two, he was they never hid the fact that he was a Latino. He wasn't trying to be something else. Um, three, it's a Latino on a popular show. And it wasn't a big deal. You know, it was just kind of like he is who he is. They, they put his his, uh, his his brother on the show, you know, like yeah. the character of his brother. And they're speaking Spanish to each other and stuff like that. And thirdly, he's an immigrant.
1: All right. So we're going to now talk about one of your favorite people in the world right now on our next topic. J.J. Abrams. We know you love him. Oh, I hate him. He's like your God. <laughs> oh god this man
0: ruins franchise after franchise after fri- franchise the man ruins star wars and star trek within five years
1: <laughs> so do you, so I'm, I'm guessing you think he's going to do the same thing with spider-man with him and his son because apparently him and his son are working on the next spider-man miniseries
0: oh my god you ever seen the ted talk with him where he talks about how writing a story is no i have not no you got to watch it and you're going to see a ted talk full of 100 pure bullshit he literally put a box in the middle of the stage. The whole story surrounds around the mystery box. Well, the mystery <laughs> is why does anybody hire you? That's the mystery.
1: All right, let me let me let me ask you this: What what was the last project that JJ Abrams worked on that you actually liked? The last project.
0: Ask me what's the first one, because it'll be nuts. Wow, I'm sorry, JJ. He's no, throwing no, no. shots actually, at JJ. No, no, actually, I think. Didn't he do one of the Mission Impossibles? Yeah, it was called MI3. It was, eh. Ghost Protocol. Ghost Protocol was off the hook. And I love the first one. Don't get me wrong. But but Ghost Protocol really nailed every note. Here's J.J. Abrams. If you pay attention to his career, he does not create original stories. He regurgitates old stories. Case in point um star wars episode uh seven was pretty much a rehash of star wars episode three star trek two was a rehash of star trek (laughs) two you know down to khan but he turned khan into a white guy because heaven forbid we have a brown skinned man who's a good actor playing a part yeah you know and jj someone else who whitewashes very much of his cast and if he does have people of other other nationalities in there, they'll all eventually die.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at some of his films and yeah, you kind of have a point. I mean, just looking at some of the films that he's made. Uh, yeah, you, you kind of have a point, honestly. Uh, it looks like he's working on. Two more Star Trek sequels.
0: <laughs> no, he's not. That, that's complete bullshit. He has he has done such a miserable job with Star Trek that the leads will not go back unless they give him a shit ton of money. They're like, this movie suck. Give me a shit ton of money and I'll think about it. The fans, the true hardcore fans hate it. OK, um, so when he took out one of his people is called Alex Kurtzman and Alex Kurtzman um, reports to bad robot. Alex Kurtzman has done such a bad job. They removed him as showrunner for discovery. Mm-hmm. He went to work on the Picard TV series. They removed him as showrunner on the Picard TV series. And they're literally give him a little secret side project. So they don't fire him because if they fire him, they owe him a shit ton of money. So they're basically giving him no power and letting him keep the title because he's ruined star Trek that much. The story sucks. The characters suck. Like um, there's never been a star Trek show where you don't know the name of the characters. You know, yeah. like it, if you tell any star Trek fan, um who was piloting the ship on uh in the original star trek series they'll be like sulu right away who was piloting the ship in the next generation they'll be like what season you know <laughs> what season and they'll tell you who's piloting the ship you know <laughs> if you ask them um who's piloting the ship in deep space nine all right who's you know, and they were like, ah, but it was on this show and they did these people to pilot the ship sometimes. You're asking for Voyager, let's tell you Tom Paris all the time. But you knew the crew. Who did this position? Who did that position? Fans of Discovery, they can't tell you who does what.
1: Yeah, I mean I'm neither here nor there as far as JJ is concerned. Uh some of his movies were that I've watched were okay that he produced Cloverfield. He produced Cloverfield. I thought that was a pretty decent movie. The first one? Yeah. Yeah, the first one. Okay. He produced that one. There's
0: one There's one project of his that I like, Cloverfield. The first one.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, he has a few decent films here and there. I mean, he's not my favorite director of all time, obviously. And it, he, What's with him and the lens flares? Really? Put it down. Yeah, I'm tired of that whole effect. At, at first, that effect was different. It was creative. I was like, all right, whatever. Cool effect. But it didn't really blow my mind away. You know what I mean? So and like he uses it in almost every freaking film. And it's like, come on, I understand every director has their thing, but like your thing is literally in my face 24-7 during your film. You don't have to do that every single film. You know what I mean?
0: As a director, your thing should be make a good movie with a good story. It doesn't matter the genre, horror, science fiction, drama, romance. Give us a good story and we will follow. Some of the best movies in the world had little to no special effects.
1: Yeah, very true.
0: Apocalypse Now, amazing movie. People are hooked on it. The Breakfast Club. To this day people are still discovering the movie and going, "Oh my god, it's so wonderful." Movie was made in the 80s and it still speaks to teenagers today. Yeah, good story. Very true. Very true. He's just fucking terrible. God, he's so <laughs> fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah i mean you know and and he talks like he's a genius oh i'm a genius no you're not you're a fucking you're the you're an idiot who fails upwards how the fuck is that possible (laughs) fails upwards oh my. he does (laughs) bro let me if you had a job as an auto mechanic right and you fix a couple of cars in the beginning of your career then every car afterwards you made crashes and burns blows up the tires fall off no one's going to promote you to lead mechanic but on but guess what? With him, he fails and ruins things and they promote him bigger and bigger and bigger. Like, why is that man in charge of Star Trek and Star Wars? He's trying to make Star Trek more like Star Wars. And he's been openly quoted as saying this, him and Alex Kurtzman. Really? They're two, yeah, they're two different genres, man. You know? Yeah. Uh, Star Wars is, is you know, middle evil, medieval knights with laser swords. And Star Trek is about, you know, about social statements having you think and telling a longer story over a a long period of time through a television series, not through movies. Most Star Trek films are eh, but the TV series are good. While as far as Star Wars, most TV series are eh, but their movies are better. Until J.J. took over.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I, I think trying to make Star Wars or Star Trek like Star Wars is kind of the wrong formula. Because like you said, yeah, they're both space adventures in a way, but at the same time... There's still two totally different formulas, man. Like, you don't want to do that. Just do, just stick to what that franchise is known for and elevate it from there. Our next news topic, I'm not sure if we talked about this already. I feel like we did, but Keanu Reeves is supposed to be joining the MCU. Okay,
0: here is the truth about Keanu Reeves. Every single Marvel movie, they have spoken to Keanu Reeves, and they're like, yo, we're trying to find the right part for you. We want you in a Marvel movie. Yeah, they want to get him into the Immortals movie, but that movie is going to flop because they've already said... They're going to put Angelina Jolie in it. And I'm like, yep, not watching that one.
1: I'm not going to lie. There's two women that if I see them in that film, I know it's going to flop. At least recently, anyways. Angelina Jolie and Mila Djokovic. Anytime those two females are in a film, I know it's going to flop. Especially if it's something that's not like super serious or super, you know, you know, dramatic. It's going to flop.
0: Um, Mila Djokovic was good in a couple films. Like Ultraviolet was one of them. But she's not um, main Hollywood type actress. She's not. She she does a lot of these great, you know, like cult films and things like that. Yeah. You know, but she's not. You know. Um, and Angelina Jolie, I'm like, oh, she's so fucking <laughs> 1990 something. She's, she's yeah. from the year 2000.
1: <laughs> let her go. Let her go. Honestly, you that's kind of how I look at her too. Every time I see her, I'm like, yeah, I, she she's one of those actors or actresses that you see you're like you know what you you belong in the 90s films because like now in the current films you just you just don't carry that same type of feeling that same type of weight like you used to anymore just let it go. not
0: only that like how conceited she is shows through in every movie (laughs) you know and wanted it served her character very well oh yeah but in other films it didn't like what was it mr and mrs smith yeah what a Bad fucking movie. Yeah, it's a horrible film.
1: But I think that film was horrible on purpose. <laughs> like,
0: no, 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 no. It was horrible as possible. Was 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 bad on purpose. <laughs> the one she was in and the new one, they were all terrible.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised they made another one because I was like, come on, man, like really, you're gonna make a Laura Croft movie about the game, and almost every scene in the movie is pretty much the same thing that you saw in the game. That's horrible. Like, come on. No, there needs to be elements of the game
0: in the movie.
1: I mean, that's fine. But it was like literally like shot for shot, scene for scene, movement for movement from the game. I'm like, so I'm basically paying a ticket to just watch the game in live action.
0: Listen, <laughs> one or two scenes like that and not completely parts of it like that is awesome. Oh, yeah. Because you as someone who's played the game, you're like, oh, shit, that's this part. But then then as soon as you get your audience comfortable, change it.
1: Yeah, they... They just had me comfortable the whole time. I'm like, all right, this is about to happen. I saw it in the game. Oh, wait, that's about to happen. I'm just like, come on. What are you doing? Let
0: me jump this big
1: gorge. And of course, my pickaxe <laughs> is going to save me. Yeah, it was just bad. Keanu, it's hard to tell what he could fit because I know he could play many different roles. He can play different styles of people. I don't know. I mean, I'm interested to see where they're going to fit him. I mean, I think... Honestly, their best bet is to get him in a character that's not so popular. I feel like if they get him as like a bad guy who people don't really know a lot about. Except for oh, like I truth. would
0: love to see him as either <clears throat> Mephisto, which is essentially the devil in the MCU, or the high evolutionary, which are two bad guys mm-hmm. um, who view themselves as good guys. And I think that his charm is what will sell the character as being something evil. You know, because let's face it, the one of the most interesting evil characters in all movies are ones who are interesting and have personality. And you're like, shit, I would hang out the motherfucker if they weren't the devil. You know what I'm trying to say? It, and and that that's kind of how I look at it.
1: I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's it's interesting that they're considering him. I mean, Keanu is in everything, he's in video games, he's in all these crazy movies. And
0: we're still waiting for him to be on the podcast. We're definitely still waiting for him to yes. be
1: here keanu come on man make it happen i'm gonna have to get in contact with your agent man I'm moving too slow i wish bro um, <laughs>
0: i think it'd be an interesting show
1: <laughs> oh did you know that he's also in toy story yeah i didn't know that he's playing just recently he's playing an evil Knievel type toy
0: do you know who evil yeah. evil is yeah you do oh wow i'm surprised most people don't know who evil Knievel is
1: All right. So, um, next news topic. So, the Wachowskis are reportedly working on another Matrix film, which is going to be interesting. Do you think we need another Matrix film right now? Honestly, all these years later. Yes, I think we do.
0: I want to see what happened. What did what did Neo being absorbed into the Matrix means to the Matrix and the humans? I'm curious. You know, I don't care if it's animated. I don't care if it's live action. You know, but I want to know what happened. Um, Michael P. Jordan as the lead? No. Absolutely not. He's not the actor for that.
1: Oh, he's reported to be the lead? Yeah, he's
0: not the actor for that.
1: Oh, uh, I mean, I love the guy. I really do love the guy. I love a lot of his films, but him as the lead, it depends on what they're doing with him, though. Like, it really depends on what they're doing with him.
0: The, the thing about Neo is that makes him so awesome is that he's a little dry. You know yeah and then him being so dry and having all these abilities is like you know to pardon the pun whoa <laughs> but michael b jordan has too much swag you know what i'm trying to say is he supposed to be neo he's supposed to be the new neo oh i didn't know that yeah that that's what the rumor is so him as being the new neo is a very very bad thing because he'll come off as um uh, julio white You know, Mr. I can kick Bruce Lee's ass
1: because of how much (laughs) swag
0: he has. And I think that's why he's, it's a very bad casting for him.
1: I think him being like an agent or something like that would be fine. No, again, agents are too robotic. Agents
0: are too robotic. Give him Morpheus' spot, you know? Like him as a team leader with that passion involved. Oh yeah, that's the part for him, you know? where 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 his swag and and his and his way of speaking and being very direct because all the characters that he's ever played has been very direct um i can see him as a leader in that way but as a neo no
1: i mean but then again we're also just going off the base of what keanu did for that character you know what i mean so we don't know what what perspective they're going to take with this film they might just say oh we have a new neo we have a new one basically you know, or if it's gonna be like a direct sequel, so it, it really depends on the direction, you know, that they're trying to take. If they're trying to go with a new one, then maybe, but it depends on how he plays that character. So it it just really depends on what they do.
0: I think he has too much swag to play the character. Period, and, no matter what. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, I think he'll just come across wrong. Yeah, you know, um, you need a character, you need an actor's a little drier, you know, who can who's um who can be amazed by what he can do i think he won't play it as like oh my god look i know like i know kung fu he's gonna be like yeah i know i, I know <laughs> kung fu and what and what no it's just it's, it's it's just he's got too much swag for the part as a leader like morpheus absolutely absolutely he's someone yeah. that people want to follow follow into battle but as as neo i just think he's that's the wrong character for him
1: so we'll see i mean uh i'm I'm interested to see what they're going to do with the film. I mean, uh, I'm a very big fan of The Matrix, so we'll see what they do. All right, so we're going to jump into our last news topic for the night. Toys R Us looks like it's coming back, man. Toys R Us is apparently not dead according to CNN. Toys R Us is going to be making its comeback this holiday season. Yes. They have uh, they really didn't give too much detail as to how they're coming back yet, like, whether it's just going to be like an online store or No, a I know all the store. details.
0: I know all the details.
1: Okay, throw them at me.
0: Okay. So um, the name of the company, I believe, is called True Toys um, or True Fun, something to that extent. Okay. They are going to launch Toys R Us online, which from when clo- Toys R Us shut down and they bought the brand, that was always the, the, the rumor. And, and it's what they said. They're going to launch it online. Plus, in certain select cities, they're going to launch Toys R Us as a, as a retail store um what they're doing though is they're changing the way they do business before toys r us would buy the toys in stock and sell them yeah so um if there was any theft loss or anything else it was on them it wasn't on the toy company um you know and and they dealt with it but now things are going to be uh sold on concession so if someone buys the toys you know the manufacturer gets money and toys r us gets money and then the toys that aren't sold, I'm going to send them right back to the manufacturer and they don't have to keep that old stock. Oh, OK. Different business model, different way of thinking, new company, new way of doing things. The only thing that's not certain is if they're going to keep Jeffrey, the giraffe.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what? That That's a very good point because Jeffrey was a major part of that franchise and. Major. To not bring him back might really change it. I, th- I think my thing is this. If they don't bring him back, they better not put out a new mascot because that will kind of just screw up the whole theme of Toys R Us. Because like Toys are Toys R Us that was Jeffrey. Like that was his that was the face of the franchise. So yeah. if they're gonna not bring him back, then just don't put a mascot at all. That's my opinion. Ah, yeah, but Toys R Us without Jeffrey isn't Toys R Us.
0: Yeah, it's not. It's anything. It's KB Toys. It's you know, you know, another kind of toy company.
1: I'm really looking forward to it. I grew up on Toys R Us ever since I was a kid. That's where I got all my toys from. So, cause you're a Toys R Us kid. I, I was a Toys R Us kid. I did not want to grow up, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, But it's interesting. It's good to it's good to see companies just come back and. Even if it is somebody else who's taking control of it, it's good to see companies come back and try to, you know, survive in this market because it's it's a tough market. I mean, they're coming back at a good time. They're coming back during the holiday season. But like you said, you know, after the holiday season is over, what are you really bringing to the table? Yeah, so, nothing. <laughs> so we'll see. All right, so we're going to jump into our show topics. Uh, we don't really have a lot of show topics tonight because we, I knew that our news topics was going to really carry a lot of weight. Um, but I'm going to let you lead... The first show topic.
0: Okay, show topics. We'll start with Bernie Sanders makes a Twitch account.
1: Um, And no, guys, he's not playing Fortnite. (laughs) Can you imagine him? You over there. (laughs) What are you doing?
0: (laughs) It's my horrible Bernie Sanders imitation. But needless to say, uh, Bernie Sanders' Twitch account is kind of a letdown. Because it has less Bernie and more of people from his campaign talking about the points bernie wants to talk about yes they do have some pre-recorded stuff about bernie but bernie's not on bernie's twitch account so he needs to be on a switch account for people to want to follow it yeah. i have zero interest in twitch but i was oh bernie sanders on a twitch account all right let me go check it out yeah but then doing a little research i found out he's not really on it so i was like yeah i think i'm gonna pass unless he starts making more appearances on there where i can hear him about his policy and everything else and you know, I'm okay. I'm still all for Bernie for president, you know? Yeah. I think Joe Joe Biden did a horrible mistake during the debates. Why you say that? Uh, which, oh, um, oh God, what the hell? Who the hell did he take on again? Hold on a second. What's mm. her name? Camilla Harris confronted him about, hey, when you're in California, you did not vote for uh, kids being bused to school. And she was like, I was one of those kids who wasn't allowed to be bused to school because I was black. Because I am black, excuse me like you can change that <laughs> and she goes uh because i'm black and you know and do you still stand by a decision today you know and she ripped him a new one and i was like whoa wow not only is she hot she's smart which makes her hotter <laughs> and, and and again the thing about like bernie sanders like he's consistent he talks about the same topics all the time yeah. and it's good that he has other people talking about it you know his staff but as much as we might like his staff, we really do need to have Bernie talk about it. His staff would be good, you know, them talking about other candidates instead of, you know, saying, well, so-and-so's policy is this, but it's not like Bernie's because Bernie's would solve this, this and this. Yeah. You know, and then they will be like, well, you know, at the, you know, on Friday or every Thursday, Bernie's going to come on and talk about his policy and, and discuss things. Or Bernie's going to have a town hall meeting and we're going to show it on our Twitch channel. Things like that is what things need to happen for his Twitch channel to be successful. Again, more Bernie, less, less of his staff members, because what makes Bernie great is he's loud. (laughs) He, as as much as he's from, um, yeah, I think he's from Vermont. Um, he still got that Brooklyn, New York attitude, accent yeah, and everything else. You know, he is a New Yorker, you know, um, and i like how we get so excited about topics and joe biden as great as he is you know he is his lack of passion makes him feel a little disconnected when he's next to bernie when he's next to camilla uh, harris the country takes baby steps forward and i just think that's that's a that's a huge step for for a lot of people in this country and again good public speaker great policy great ideas and everything else i believe gets elected should put him in a very good position in the federal government yeah but unfortunately i don't think the country's ready for it not my personal belief it's what i believe the country's not ready for
1: i agree i agree
0: you know um and again i want bernie for president
1: oh yeah i definitely want bernie for president i mean i I think it's awesome he made a twitch page i mean he's always ever since he started campaigning you know for president he's always made it a a prominent goal of, of his to like really connect with the youth And really just, you know, connect with people who are, you know, of like a certain age range, you know, because that's important, you know, certain a certain age range that's under the the age of like 40. A lot of a lot of them don't really pay attention to voting, you know, because they just feel like, you know, their their voice just really isn't recognized and they just don't want to waste their time. So he's like, all right, well, you know, let me see what these 20 or 30 year olds are doing right now. Oh, they're on Twitch. Let me go hop on Twitch. You know, I mean, which is it's very smart. I mean, you have one president, which is our current president right now, who uses social media to try to bash people and ban them just for talking about his campaign or like, you know, his office. And you have another person who wants to become president who's like, you know what, let me use social media, you know, for something that can help me, you know, build my relationship with these people. And I think that was smart, honestly, in my opinion.
0: Bernie is smart enough to surround himself with people who are smarter than him. Um, he knows nothing about social media And he's the first one to admit it He goes, but he's learned a lot And he's learned a lot from the younger people who have worked for his campaign You know, he is not a dumb man He understands his weaknesses And looks for people to build his strengths In that that particular area Yeah I kind of think Bernie should be
1: president Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's going to add more stuff To his Twitch page As time gets closer, you know, for the election to happen I'm sure he might have a few segments Where he's doing a live stream here, a live stream there, maybe even just like a sit down stream or, or whatever. Um, I'm sure we're going to get more of it. I mean, right now he, they're just starting off and I think him just making an account now is already a major step. I'm just looking to see what he does with it now. You know, maybe maybe he'll jump into some PUBG matches or, you know, some Fortnite.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's not going to do that. Could
1: you imagine he's not gonna if, do if, that. if he was to jump into a match with Ninja, which is like one of the biggest streamers on Twitch, that would literally break the Internet. Like literally break the internet. Uh,
0: you know, he Bernie Sanders can't afford that because he's gonna lose it the games, yeah, you know, because he's too busy talking. <laughs> exactly. You see what I'm trying exactly. to say? So that it's just not gonna work, <laughs> you know. And 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 a lot of ignorant people will be like, Well, why should I vote for him? He can't even play Fortnite or whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? It's just ridiculous. It sucks to
1: say, but that's very true though. Some people would probably say that. Yeah. So we're now just gonna jump into our recommendation. Is to let you go first? What's your recommendation for today?
0: um actually could you go first because i gotta i gotta look up one or two things here all
1: right my recommendation this week is going to be black mirror on netflix it's pretty much a uh anthology series basically viva la twilight zone almost um and so far it's pretty good i'm about maybe three or four episodes in i think and based off the title you would think it's like a scary like series But it's not really scary. It's it's more so just dark, twisted episodes about just different stories in people's lives, basically. And a lot of the stories from what I've seen so far and what I've heard other people say really, really revolve around technology, which is kind of funny. We were just talking about that. But it revolves around technology and just different sadistic ways that people use technology to try to get what they want in life. Each episode has like a deep meaning behind it. So you might at face value, you you might look at an episode and it might be talking about one thing. But then when you really think about it or when when you really listen to what the characters are saying, it it really dives into a certain part of society that you might not really think about. And it, it really shows how different things like social media, electronics, et cetera, et cetera, really affect our life. But definitely check it out. Dark Mirror on Netflix. Yeah, that's my recommendation this week.
0: Okay, my recommendation, as usual, comes from YouTube. Um, why? Because I think YouTube is really the future of TV. I hate to say it, but it's true. You know, our shows are no longer 45 minutes long. They're now like five to 15. So, uh, mine is a YouTube channel called binging with Babish Babish. Sorry. Binging with Babish is actually a cooking YouTube channel. Um, this guy makes cooking not boring because he throws in these weird jokes in there. Uh, and he also has uh, a series where he gives back to fans. Uh, And he calls hanging with Babesh. And there was this one guy where he in Minecraft recreated all of Disneyland. Wow. And yeah. (laughs) So, and it was a safe place where only kids could go to hang around at Disneyland and his, you know, and uh, all these bad things happened to him in his life. And so Babesh found out about it and he went to visit the guy. He gave him a, a yearly pass to go to Disneyland and all this other stuff. And like, you know it, it's it's an interesting show because he does initially everything was from tv yeah you know like um like the simpsons had a mcrib sandwich so he so he does his own version of it you know uh the death sandwich which is was on another show um he does a crabby patty you know a venture time sandwich a ratatouille thing a bob's burger <laughs> thing um a Lewis C.K. fried chicken like he does all these things based off of television, but they're really good recipes, very straightforward, very entertaining. Enough jokes to keep you interested, but, you know, not so much that you're like, oh, this is bullshit. So for me, Binging with Babish, uh, Babish, excuse me, Binging with Babish and really good show. He's all kinds of cooking from baking to ribs to steak to burgers. Um, absolutely worth watching it. Most of his episodes are between five and 15 minutes long. Uh, Most of them are around six. Absolutely worth
1: watching. Mm, Ribs. Oh my God, I love ribs.
0: (laughs) For me, it's the fried chicken. I was like, oh, so good.
1: (laughs) Interesting. That sounds interesting. I've actually just got got into cooking recently. It's becoming like a therapeutic thing for me. Um, Like, I really get into it now. Like, I throw on jazz music and I, I just really just, you know, get into cooking nowadays. So, but that's interesting. I might have to check that one out. So worth it. Worth the watch. Awesome. Sounds good. All right, guys. So um that's gonna be the end of the episode. We appreciate you guys joining us. Um love some let you handle the business work.
0: As always, guys, don't forget um to like, comment, and subscribe on our YouTube page. Um, and don't forget to comment on uh our podcast page and as always don't forget we have a patreon so we like it if you guys could donate we would appreciate it it's not necessary but uh help us keep the lights on by donating as little as a dollar every month and uh, we'd appreciate a lot and it helps keep us going a lot of research goes into doing these shows uh, more than you would imagine um because we cover a huge amount of topics I know we double check on IMDB and Google and things like that, but you know, after digesting so much information and doing so much research, you kind of have to. Um, But once again, it'd be really good if you could donate to our Patreon page. Don't forget. Um, As always, we appreciate your support. Appreciate your comments. Good or bad. It helps us improve.
1: Yes. And our Patreon page address is patreon.com forward slash J House Studios. YouTube is youtube.com forward slash the J House. So yeah. All right, guys, Um, that's it for episode. What are we? 12, 13. What are we? 13 episodes. She looks so many episodes now, and I forget what number we're on. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you for checking out. This has been J House Radio episode 13. You guys be safe. Peace out.
0: Later.